Hello, high performers. Today we have a neuroscientist telling us about how to hack jet lag. Dr. Andrew Hill is a neuroscientist, entrepreneur, and biohacking advocate. He holds a PhD in cognitive neuroscience from UCLA. He's known one of the top experts for neurofeedback practitioners in the world. And he is telling us how he manages his travel and jet lag. And this can be a hard thing for a lot of us. The more we travel these days, the more abroad that we're going, the more time zones that we're shifting. And quite often it can be really, really difficult for productivity levels when you go to another continent for business and you're trying to stay productive at the same time. Not the easiest thing to do. So Andrew and I discussed some really great tips on how to hack jet lag. Let's hop into it with Dr. Andrew Hill. So where are you in California, LA today? Yeah, currently I am. I have to sometimes check when I wake up in the morning and figure out where I am because I have uh, three offices that I spend a lot of time in and they're kind yeah. of throughout the country. And um, so I have to figure out which times that I'm in. It helps that I'm an entrentrepreneur and have one of those 4am uh, schedules when I'm in my main time zone. Yeah. So when I travel to like the central time zone, which is my uh, you know, other big office in St. Louis, um, I don't adjust my sleep schedule. I just wake up at 6 a.m. in St. Louis and 4 a.m. in Los Angeles, and it, it works out pretty well. Right now I'm in L.A. You know? That's really intelligent. I, I travel a lot and work in different time zones quite often. Mm -hmm. I think I should adapt something like that because, you know, it takes a, a while to get over that jet lag in a, in a new time zone and trying to wake up to these different hours. It does. There's a bunch of uh, zeitgeibers, time givers for the brain that are circadian sort of re-entrainers. They help your circadian rhythm synchronize with the Earth's photo period. But in spite of the photo period being about light and dark, the strongest entrainers actually are not the melatonin-driven light ones. They're uh, when you eat. So in terms of training with a new um, time zone or across multiple time zones, the, by far the most important thing is to line your eating time up with the meal times uh, that you want to be eating in. And then uh, in terms of keeping circadian rhythm you know, in, in a time zone nice and stable, the most important thing is fasting a few hours before bed. So you go to bed a little hungry, you wake up you know, full of energy and refreshed. If you go to bed full, you wake up hungry and tired. It's kind of an inverse relationship. So. Yeah. because of hormone cycling. So it's really important to line your eating up. And I, I do that. If I go to St. Louis, I have to be careful not to eat too late or I'll come back to LA and want to wake up later. It, yeah. it's, it's a really easy effect to throw off. So, How about traveling to different continents? So like, mm -hmm. like if you were going from LA to Europe, for example, how would you prepare yourself? We have an office in um, or a recording station, QEEG station for the brain mapping stuff in uh, Sweden, Southern Sweden. And um, we have some other partners throughout the, throughout the, the European continent. And, um, I probably am there about twice a year. And if you would do it just on natural adaptation, you would have to spend about a, a day per time zone. So we're talking around nine days to fully adjust deeply, if you will. <laughs> right. And, you know, we, we can do things a little faster. So when I was doing it just through, um, you know, brute force, just behavior, just going there and doing it, I was spending about three or four days, maybe three days to adjust once I got there, and about twice that to adjust when I got back. It was really not tenable, and I would do some conferences and you know, do them on no sleep. And I'm fairly functional, and I have a strategy and uh, things like nootropics and some experience there. I can dial things in if I need to in terms of functional performance or you know missing sleep. But uh, now I I do some things differently. And again, lining up your 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 meal times ahead of time, you know, starting three days ahead of time, I'll start really shifting my meal times away from essentially uh, West Coast, California, if I'm here, or East Coast, and then towards a uh, European time zone. And then up to three days ahead of time, I'll do that, and I'll play around with when I sleep and when I get light, a few other things on the trip over. There's a great app. I forget who, which astronaut it was, but one of our NASA astronauts created this app called Time Shifter, where you can plug in 
their time zones, when you're going, the dates, and then what your adaptation strategy is before you leave, after you get there, how many days you'd like to adapt. And you can right. kind of, the maximum you can do about two hours a day with this kind of strategy, playing around with food and light and sleep and things like that, or two, two time zones uh, a day without say, any real stress. But now when I go to Sweden, I go to Malmo and Copenhagen, Denmark uh, a couple times a year. It's about a day and a half of adjustment when I get there and about three days when I get back. So I've really cut the time in half just by like minimizing, you know, working against the natural entrainment and trying to enhance a few of the things that I, uh, you know, know work well. So, um, yeah, I use time shifter and I, I, I line my eating up really quickly ahead of time, uh, before any, I'm, where I'm going. Any exercise, like if you, you know, that's it. What I've been testing out is, um, fasting 16 hours before arrival yeah. destination, then a good, uh, mild, mild, to uh, hard exercise and then go to sleep in the new time zone at the right time. Yeah, and that's fasted exercises, well it, it works really great. Fasted exercise is another really strong uh, time giver, like Zeitgeber. So um, working out is a strong one, basically periods of activity versus periods of inactivity. But if you start your period of activity with strong activity, i.e. exercise, and you do it fasted, you'll have a much stronger uh, circadian treatment effect than you would if you didn't do all those things together. So fasted exercise early in the morning in general Will keep you strongly entrained much better than any other kind of exercise or not fasting. I don't do fasting as an entrainer because I do so much of it. It would be hard to do it as an entrainment signal. I just time my eating. At most, I eat within four hours a day now, mm -hmm. uh, and I tend to skip days. Since February first, uh, I've been doing alternate day fasting. I eat for two to four hours every other day, essentially, just as a way of keeping up energy and keeping autophagy going and recovery. And I'm 48 and best shape of my life, essentially, in body fat, and energy, and sleep regulation, and a bunch of other features. I mean, I wake up at 4 a.m. with no alarm currently, and I could never do that in my 20s. So, and I and I worked as a baker in my teens and in and, and early 20s and things. And so I used to get up at 3 or 4 a.m. every day. I've done it as a lifestyle. And I was I was working in acute psychiatric environments. I've done lots of crazy sleep shifting against, you know, because of need. But now I can do it relatively easily. And at a time when I probably shouldn't entrain quite as well at 48, I shouldn't have quite as much ability to shift. It should take longer. Right. But it doesn't. It just is efficient now. So it's nice to have that. It's, it, for an entrepreneurial perspective, it's huge. Yeah. To be able to, to exert without a, a, lot, a huge loss of performance, regardless of having to get up super early or not. All right. Hope you guys got some great tips on how to hack your jet lag. I want to leave you with this. What is one thing you can do on your next trip to make sure that your jet lag is just a bit better so you can increase those productivity levels? If you like what you're hearing and want to make sure you don't miss out on any of these high-performance tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode.